this week on Pointing the Way with Pastor Shad Smith. Welcome to Pointing the Way, a ministry of the Northside Baptist Church in Dallas, Georgia. We pray you will find direction for living as we look into the Word of God today. Hebrews chapter 1, look at verse number 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high. The writer of Hebrews doesn't waste any time getting to the point. The point is in those first three verses, and it's not complicated. The point of Hebrews is this. Jesus Christ is superior. He is better. He's superior to anyone. He is superior to anything. Throughout the entire book, that is the theme. To say that there is anything better than Jesus. To say that there is anyone better than Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, that's blasphemy. The book of Hebrews presents Jesus as the superior Christ. It was written by who? I don't know. People have argued for years who wrote the book of Hebrews. I'm not here to make any suggestions to that end. But I can tell you who it was written to. It was written to a group of converts, Jewish Christians. They had lived for thousands of years under an old Hebrew system, a sacrificial system put in place back in the days of Moses. Year after year, Brother Kirby, they'd sacrifice animals. Year after year, they would take and confess their sins to an earthly high priest who would then carry a sacrifice and the blood of that sacrifice and those sins before God for atonement. The only mediator, however, was that high priest, and he had his limitations. He could only go into God's presence one day a year. They needed something better. What the writer of Hebrews prescribes to them today is that what they have is better. Who they have is better. It's better in all senses of the word. There are two main things that I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes. I want to show you from Hebrews 1 why Jesus Christ is supreme. I want to show you why it does not get any better than Jesus. Notice, first of all, in that first verse, first of all, Jesus is better because Jesus is God's last word. Jesus Christ is God's last word. Look at verse number one with me. The verse begins, God. Just like that, God. That's a, that's a great way to begin a verse of Scripture, isn't it? God. It's a great way to begin a book of the Bible. God. Uh, hey, that's a great way to begin your life. God. It's a great way to begin a marriage, a home, a business, whatever. A new year. God. He begins the book the same way that Genesis begins. In the beginning, God. And Hebrews 1 and verse 1 begins with the very fact of God. Brother Curtis, the writer of Hebrews takes no time to explain the existence of God. For ladies and gentlemen, you cannot 
with a peanut brain like this, explain the existence of God. He takes it as a fact. He's eternal in His existence. God with no beginning, no end. He says in verse 1, This eternal God, who at sundry times, that means various times, and in divers manners, that means in all different kinds of ways, this God spake in time past unto the fathers, unto those old Jews. God spoke to them by the prophets. These new Jews, these new Jews that had converted to Christ, they understood exactly what he's talking about right there. They knew all about the prophets. They understood, yes, God spoke to us in time past unto our fathers, our forefathers, by the prophets. Men like Jeremiah, men like Isaiah, men like Ezekiel. All they had ever learned about God came from the prophets. But now look at verse 2. This God has now, in these last days, he says, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. If you search the Old Testament, you're going to find over 70 prophets that God spoke through down through the ages. All that these Jews knew about God came from these prophets. But what the prophets had to say about God was never the final word. You ever notice we only get pieces from the prophets. God always had something more to say after the prophets. I mean, He would give us a little bit through this prophet and then through this prophet and through this prophet, but he never finished the story. But now the writer of Hebrews says, in these last days, God has spoken a final time to man through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's God's last word. Up until the time that Jesus came, I want you to imagine, John MacArthur put it like this, man is kind of in a box, a box that's sealed up, and he's poking holes in that box and chipping away at the corner, and he's trying to look out and see God. And all he can get is just kind of a little glimpse here and there, little glimpses of light about God. And if man would be left in that state, all man would know about God, just a little bit here about God, just a little bit over here about God. But what God has done in the person of Jesus Christ, God has sent His Son, Jesus has left heaven, Jesus came down to the world, opened the box, and got in the box with man. And now man can see Jesus. He can learn all that there is to learn for man about God. Now, in the Old Testament, I told you they had little bits and pieces. They got a little information over here, over there. Take, for instance, the, the coming of the Messiah. Noah learned that the Messiah would come from a certain quarter of the world, a certain part of the world. Uh, it was Micah, the, the, the Old Testament prophet, that came along a little later and said he would be born in Bethlehem. Get a little more specific. But why was he coming? Well, uh, Isaiah told us why he was coming. It would be Daniel that would tell us when he would come. But there was more to be said than just where he was born, why he would come, where he was uh, born, what time he was born. Over in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, Peter kind of explains how the prophets operate. And Peter says it's kind of like puzzle pieces. They, they got all the pieces of the puzzle from Isaiah to Jeremiah to Malachi to Hez, uh, not Hezekiah, <laughs> Zechariah. All these Old Testament books. And they got all these puzzle pieces and they put them all together. But then they looked at it and there's a piece missing. I say, we can't really determine it's a very vital piece, a big piece. And we can't tell what this whole thing really is. 
until we have that missing piece. God had not given the missing piece of the puzzle until Jesus Christ came. And when Christ came, God had finally revealed Himself fully. And that's what Jesus is today. Jesus is God's final revelation. Jesus is God's full, final, last word to man. And so in these last days, God has spoken unto us by His Son. And let me tell you what that means for you. You say, big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. Here's why it's a big deal. If Jesus Christ is God's last word, then look at me today. If you reject Jesus, God has nothing else to say to you. Nothing else. Jesus is the full embodiment of the truth of God. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to know who God is, look at Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ concludes the whole story of the Old Testament. He's the missing piece to the puzzle. He's God's last word to man. And if you reject Him, God has nothing else to say to you. So don't reject Jesus today. He's God's last word. Number two, it doesn't get any better than Jesus, not only because Jesus is God's last word, but number two, Jesus is God's living wonder. God's living wonder. He's already told us God has spoken, but now he elaborates and tells us what no prophet could do. He begins to describe the person of the Lord Jesus in a wonderful way. Listen to how he describes the wonder of Jesus. Verse number two, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. What do you think about when you think of an heir? I think about an inheritance, don't you? If you're somebody's heir, you, you get an inheritance. But did you notice that it said there in verse number 2, whom he hath appointed heir of all things? Did you notice he said all things? What's he talking about when he says all things? All things. Everything in the physical universe. Jesus Christ is an heir of everything in the physical universe. And let me tell you how that blesses me. You turn over to Romans chapter 8 and get down to about verse 17. The Bible says if you've been saved, you are in Christ. And if you are in Christ, you are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now, if Jesus is the heir of all things in the physical universe, and you're a joint heir with Jesus, what that simply means, beloved, is everything that belongs to Jesus. I didn't say this. The Bible says it, but I'm enjoying it. Everything that belongs to Jesus now belongs to you. But look again at verse number 2. It says, By whom also He made the worlds. That means that Jesus Christ, your Savior, is also Creator. Did you see that? He's the Creator. There is no evolution, ladies and gentlemen. So what about theistic evolution? You know, theistic evolution is this idea that the Big Bang did happen. God just used the Big Bang. Some Christians try to be cute and they say, well, God said bang and it happened and all this. No, no, no. God didn't say bang and it happened. God did not use the process of evolution. For if He did, then Genesis 1 and 2 cannot be true. No, there is a Creator. John chapter 1 tells us that. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Look now to verse 3. Who being the brightness of His glory. That word brightness means that Jesus is the very radiance, the effulgence of God's glory. If you look up at the sun, the sun radiates light. If you look at Jesus... Jesus 
radiates the glory of God. Look at the next part of verse 3. He's the express image of His person. Express image just means He's the exact representation. He has the, the nature of God. The very substance of God. If you want to know what God is like, look at the Lord Jesus. Jesus is God in human flesh. That's why Jesus could say in John 14, 9, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Look at verse 3. Again, it says, And upholding all things by the word of His power. You might have forgotten this from science class, but uh, another class I liked in school was science. I wasn't real good at it, but I remember a few things from science. And one of the things they taught us in science was that this earth is rotating on an axis. Do you know that? And did you know right now, Sheriff, we are rotating. We're breaking the speed limit, brother. We are rotating at 1,000 miles per hour. That the astronomers ask, what keeps us from flying off into space? Ladies and gentlemen, the question is not what. The question is who. Who keeps us from flying off into space? His name. He, he's the one holding it all together. His name is Jesus Christ. If He takes His hands off this planet, we are a cosmic catastrophe. Don't you think today if Jesus Christ can hold this universe together? He can hold your life together? But then the next part of verse 3 says, When He had by Himself purged our sins. Nobody else helped Him do it. Nobody else could have done it. He and He alone, ladies and gentlemen, purged our sins. And then look at the last part of verse 3. It says that our Lord, after having done all that, He sat down, and He's still sitting down today. He's seated on the throne. And there is nothing more that God could do for sinful man than that which He has already done in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is God's last word for man. Jesus is God's living wonder for man. This is the very God who the writer of Hebrews says, in these last Thank you for joining us today. Pointing the Way is a ministry of Northside Baptist Church in Dallas, Georgia. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may write Pointing the Way, 120 Northside Church Road, Dallas, Georgia, 30132. Or visit us on the web at www.northsidedallas.com. Until next time, open God's Word to point the way for direction in your life.